This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, a rare Monday podcast for Joe Rudder and myself here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex on the south side. Mike Tomlin holding his usual Tuesday press conference today because the Steelers play on Thursday against the Tennessee Titans, so it's a quick turnaround from yesterday's loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not a ton new on the bone. He was a little forthcoming with injury news, at least. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick doesn't sound like he's going to play. I think we all could have presumed that. That did not look good when he went down. Non-contact. If it's a low, if it is a hamstring, it's very low hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like down towards his knee is where he grabs. So that's a bit alarming and maybe more complicated to heal. So we'll see if he not only misses this game but a couple more. If it is just a one-week thing, then at least he's got the long window on the backside to get ready for Green Bay, and maybe they can sneak by Green Bay without him. We'll see. Otherwise, it might be injury reserve. Cam Hayward may be coming off of injury reserve and ready to play, based on the assertion that Mike Tomlin put out there. Um, they're ascertained that he's getting better. I think he was he was under consideration, yeah. and the door was ajar for Kenny Pickett, right? Definitively ajar for Kenny Pickett, which, uh, you know, basically from what he said, it looks like when they practice tomorrow, Kenny Pickett will be watching. Then they're going to test him out on Wednesday, which is normally a walkthrough, but on short weeks they have a more expansive practice. So he'll get a chance to show what he can do then. And at that point, they'll make a decision on whether to go with Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, based on the way Kenny Pickett came out and tried to warm up and wasn't ready to go, you know, he's going to need some time. I don't know whether a day or two is enough, but they'll try to get him ready to see what he can do. I know some people have already advanced the conversation of if he's not going to be 100%, then this is a good opportunity to play Trubisky because the offense isn't flowing with Pickett. But the offense didn't flow with Trubisky either. No, it really didn't. Um, it, it looked like more of the same. Um, you know, at least when you had Pickett in there, you kind of knew the second half maybe they'd get something go and finally get the ball rolling. But it was almost like they started back at zero again with Trubisky, and then you know he had a couple bad throws there. Um, so no, it was not encouraging. But you know, it's it's different going in in the middle of a game than as opposed to having the time to prepare and get ready to take the first snap. So you know, maybe maybe that'll benefit him. And when he started last year at Carolina, he played very well. So you know, they have that going for him. But uh, yeah, it, it's going to be one of those things you're going to have to wait and see. But, you know, ribs are a tricky thing. They could try to protect him, put one of those flak jackets on him still, but that still limits your mobility a little bit. I would think if there's any question whatsoever, you just go with Trubisky and you have Mason Rudolph the number two and, you know, Kenny just is the emergency guy. I suppose, you know, like you pointed out, he did play well, Trubisky did, against Carolina. He didn't play well against Baltimore the week before, and he did a lot of what we saw in this game against Jacksonville, which was – Hey, uh, we got to get down the field, so let's push it. Yeah. And that triple coverage throw in a second and three. 
to Allen Robinson. Like, there's just so much of that throw that didn't compute. And, oh, by the way, he had that crazy play where he scrambled around forever and then yeah. just hoisted it across the field. And luckily the first breadbasket it fell into was Deontay Johnson. But then we could have been talking about that one too. Yeah, that was kind of, you know, you, you see that and you're like, oh, okay, I've seen Ben Roethlisberger make those plays. Then you're like, wait a minute, that's not Ben Roethlisberger out there. This guy doesn't have that kind of arm strength or this kind of reputation for making those plays. So I think he kind of stole one there in a pass to Johnson. But, yeah, he tried to make too much happen. And, you know, I think that's been a bone of contention with this guy throughout his career that, you know, sometimes he tries to force too many things. And uh, gets, you know, especially I guess they weren't allowing him to be aggressive enough in the first part of the year last year. Since he's come back, he's really seemed to be intent on being more aggressive, and that hurt him this time. Will Levis, the quarterback who formerly was at Penn State, eventually went to Kentucky, had his first game as a Tennessee Titan, and was really good. He had four touchdowns, had a passer rating of 130 point something, 238 yards. Like, if you look at some of those stats, like, Kenny's never had a four touchdown. Kenny's never had a three touchdown game. Kenny's had one two touchdown game. Uh, Kenny has not thrown for 238 yards in a game this year. He's done it four times that or more going back to last year but that was stark to me you know not a real good team playing against a team that Pickett beat last year but did so on a typically Steelers 13-10 ish kind of grinded out run game on their side run game on your side defense versus defense kind of game that stood out to me that Levis was able to do that in game one where here we are game 20 still waiting for Pickett to have that game yeah, and you know, you know, when you you throw those numbers out there, yeah, it 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 is a stark stark contrast. And the guy started out well. Now he's going to have to you know do it again on a short week, and you know maybe they can dial some things up pressure wise with you know T.J. Watt with Alex Highsmith to maybe confuse him, maybe you know throwing some wrinkles on the back end of the defense. Now not having Minka Fitzpatrick is going to you know negate some of the the ability to do that. So you know maybe they can confuse him some more and not let him be as comfortable back there where he's throwing those you know four touchdown passes. You just referred to it. It's kind of been a bone of contention for me what they're doing or trying to do with TJ Watt. I mean Maybe I phrased that poorly. I appreciate them trying to come up with other ways to get Watt involved with the pass rush, but it still feels only occasionally sprinkled into me. Like, a little bit of frustration is that when they do it, it seems to work. That play at the end of the third quarter, when Jacksonville was rushing towards the closed end of the stadium, they looped TJ and rushed him from a stand-up position inside, and he blew up the run play. Um, they will occasionally have him rush to the inside of the tackle now as opposed to constantly trying to pick up whatever pass rush move he has to beat the tackle to the outside. they got to do more of that because this, this wall, this gauntlet that he's constantly running through, it's giving the opposing quarterback so much more time now. And they haven't figured out the part of the calculus of how do you exploit the subtraction of blocking when it's all being added towards TJ. Like, you know, Larry Ogunjobi or Armand Watts or whoever they've got at that left three-tech position needs to win more and create more pressure like Hayward tends to do when he's on the right side. Yeah, they get, you know, all this matching up on TJ opens up one-on-ones, you know, for, you know, maybe, maybe even two-on-ones at other spots because, you know, a lot of times TJ's getting two and three guys. So somebody theoretically should be able to win those, win those opportunities. Having Cam Hayward back, if they activate him for this game, certainly would help in that regard. 
Um, yeah, they've got to do something. You, you need to see bigger plays from other people, especially if they're going to double and triple team this guy. Um, I applaud them for moving him around a little bit. They should do it a lot more because he is your best defensive player, and you want to try to get him involved in many plays as you can. So why not scheme up things to get him more involved? And that's you know that's one. Other teams, you know, other top defensive linemen and outside linebackers do it. They move around, you know, because I'm sure they... Micah Parsons. Yeah, T.J. Watt isn't the only uh, star player getting, you know... Bosa. Yeah, double and triple teamed on defense. So, other, you know, other teams make it work. So, you know, it's now up to the Steelers to figure out a way to do it. You know, who else is making me worried for this game on Thursday night is DeAndre Hopkins. He's woken up the last two weeks. Yeah, he has. And, you know, everybody was talking about him being, you know, this trade candidate, maybe even coming here. You know, he's he's had some big games here. And, and maybe they still are in the market to trade. We'll see in the next day or so. But, uh, yeah, you know, he's played well. Steelers secondary now seems to be susceptible. I mean, Joey Porter did play well except for the one play on the other side. But, you know, you're not going to have Minka Fitzpatrick there. You're not sure how that, you know, they're not going to be able to do as many things as they used to do in the secondary because of Minka being out of the game. So, yeah, they, they are going to be hurt in that regards. And that's where somebody like a DeAndre Hopkins, you know, could, could uh, take advantage. He's always open, though. That's what Tomlin said twice during the press. He's always open. Is Pickens? <laughs> he thinks he is. And, uh, you know, more often than not, I think he is. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, you know, he did face more, you know, double coverage than Deontay Johnson did, and I think that's why Deontay Johnson, you know, had a had a better game than he normally does. Um, but Pickens, yeah, he you know, he had one the one catch and one for the touchdown, but that was it. And, you know, he's I I'm sure he is frustrated. And you, you can't say you blame him, but uh you know, he had an opportunity to make another play. It was you know a little it was you know, he caught it. It was out of bounds, but you know, he was that close. So, you know, they're they're trying. They're trying to find ways to get him the ball. But it's you know, to me right now it's glaring they don't have anything really behind those two guys. You're not getting Allen Robinson. You know, he even seen much from him. Calvin Austin's just right now, other than that, you know, that those first games when he burst out and made those big plays, hasn't done anything. And I think they need you know, if this were, was hockey, you'd be talking about secondary scoring. And I think that the Steelers don't have enough of that secondary type of guys, you know, behind Johnson and Pickett. I still would prefer Allen Robinson at wide receiver than Drew O'Connor. Yes, I would. I would yeah. say so as well. Uh, regarding the secondary, you brought up Joey Porter's name, and we might have glossed over this to this point, but uh, hearing Mike Tomlin, the question was asked parenthetically, with or without Levi Wallace's health being the question, has Joey Porter done enough to be a starter? And he said yes. Yeah, he came flat out and said it, which you know showed that you know he was pleased with what he did and, and you know teams really you know when you're on, on receivers and one-on-one matchups joey porter's doing his job he's he's there he's not allowing you know completions um you know he he was he got miscommunicated burned on that uh touchdown to travis Etienne. he he admitted to that took the blame for it um you know that's something you might have to live with as a rookie and people that want him to see him start and have been clamoring for him to start have to be aware of that that those things might happen but he's better than the alternative. He's better than what Levi Wallace has been able to show, better than Patrick Peterson, what he's shown on the outside. So I think you got to stick with him. Last thing, and I'm going to end where Tomlin started, and maybe this is too big of a picture thing to end with, but I'll end with it anyway. And that is how he talked about voluntarily addressing the officiating thing right off the bat. He brought up the officials to us in Ward 1. You know, like That's where he began the press conference. And the point he got to eventually by the end of it was we need to be better about putting ourselves in a situation where the officials and a few bad calls can't be a determining factor. I think he used, we need to be dominant. You know, the long story short of this, we need to win by multiple scores occasionally. We need to be up by multiple scores going into the fourth quarter. So 
a lineman who's got his helmet an inch into the neutral zone isn't the determining factor between a, a what is a huge three-point swing with 30 minutes of football left. But to the Steelers, it is. Yeah. So in a strange way, Joe, I mean, I, I appreciate what he's saying. He's right about that. Um, you know, it's the ownership thing for a head coach to say for sure, but it's also indicting by its truth. I mean, this whole thing about there's no style points in the NFL. You win, you lose. It's all based on mathematical formulas for tiebreakers. Yeah, you're right. I mean, sure, it always comes down to that. But in our business and from the fans' point of view, it's not necessarily arguing about style points. It's like how close you're coming to losing all the time, even though they are 11-6 and six in the last 17. Yeah, and it's, you know, you look at the games they win, and they win very close ones. And when they lose, it's usually by double, you know, double digits. Um, and it's played out that way. And, you know, he, he you know, uh, as soon as he started talking about the officiating, I was like, okay, he's going to try to nip this thing in the bud right now. He doesn't want to face questions about it. So he feels if he's going to come out and address this right away, that's he'll put a you know squash on it. And, and what he said is the truth. They've, you know, they've got to be better. They've got to be better where penalties don't matter. And right now they're a type of team where penalties do matter because they aren't good enough to overcome them right now. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, an indictment on the team he's putting out there too. Um, and, and the coaching because they've gotten off to such slow starts, but yeah, that, that is a big problem for this team. Yeah. And they're not just built right now to overcome those type of things. So that's a Spiro Ditas. That'll do it for our post Mike Tomlin press conference podcast that we do every week. We'll be back with you uh, next week at the normal time of the week when they are getting ready for the Green Bay Packers. Read Joe, read Chris Adamski all week at Trib Live and check me out daily breakfast with Ben's.